Welcome to Marketing in Times of Crisis. It's where I get to chat to interesting business leaders about the steps that they're taking to weather the current crisis. We'll also take a look back on past recessions, like the fall of Lehman Brothers in 2008. In this episode, I get to chat to Liz Earwaker from global giant AECOM. Liz shares her experiences of developing strategy during a time of constant change and the need for agility. She shares how they've been empowering their teams on the ground to have important conversations with their clients and also looks at some of the marketing tools and ideas that they've adopted during lockdown. I hope you enjoy the show. So I I currently lead the strategic marketing team who are responsible for the commercial and building sector at AECOM. Um, That's particularly in the Europe, Middle East and, and Africa region. Um, I'm based in London, but really, as my role is to my role is to look across that whole region and, and work with the business strategy and um, business sorry and the sector leaders to translate the business strategy and our growth initiatives in, into marketing and communications campaigns that really speak effectively to our clients. Um, so you know, my role really is to look across the whole customer journey. So it's from understanding the client um, and seeing what the issues and challenges are, really delving into that and tracking this through really good interactions, communications and touch points that, that really should hope, hopefully generate good opportunities for ACOM. Um, in terms of kind of, I guess, what's happening at the moment, how is your work being impacted by lockdown, especially well, at the start when it kicked off in March? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, if you'd asked me that probably a month ago, it'd be a very different story to now. Um, okay. You know, it was it was a big big impact at the beginning. Obviously, we it felt like it was coming, but it was quite sudden. Um, but we've we've been looking at it really in a very much a stage process, I would say. Um, you know, we, we pulled this together really in the first few weeks, and I say we. I mean, it's we're, I'm part of a very large team. We have a large team yeah. in terms of the global team. Um, well, not large in terms of the regions, but globally. You know, we're all very collaborative in what we do, and and. We looked at this in three ways around being preparedness, and that's about understanding right at the beginning what's the impact, you know, how do we help to kind of mitigate what's going on and, and deliver solutions. And then the second phase was really about how do we then respond to that. Um, and then the third phase, which we're probably moving into now, is really about yeah. the recovery and the future bit. You know, we're heading more into the phase and w- w- what does it mean? W- w- what's going to happen? So, you know, it's been it's been quite... Um, we've had to be quite agile, really, and very fluid in what we're doing in, in responding to their, like, these moments. I mean, preparedness was really about understanding what skills and services do we have in the company that we can provide to clients at this moment in terms of support. Um, okay. You know, and that was about proactively talking to our clients about that, going out and saying, how are you dealing with it? What do you need? You know, and as a result of that, we did second people into, into different businesses because they had to deal with either, you know, an elevation in terms of what they had to deliver or, or they were impacted by their own people who, who you know, were, had to deal with the situation themselves in lockdown or caring positions and all that, that kind of thing. So, so, you know, we delivered quite a lot very swiftly on healthcare support and the Nightingale hospitals. Yeah. Um, but it was, a, you know, in that, in that period, which is not so long ago, we say period now, but history is like in front of our eyes. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. You know, but in that period, we realised, um, you know, there was a few things that we were already doing, but, you know, that we were able to accelerate as well. And we launched a virtual consultation tool, uh, yeah. which, you know, which helped local authorities and businesses to try and push through and, and help people to um, engage on, on, 
on projects and keep them going through now, you know, through this period of time. Was that already in the pipeline then? Or? It, it was, yeah. But, it, you know, so it was fortuitous, um, yeah. but, but exactly the right thing. Um, and we have as well as a company being going through a, um, a whole phase of digital transformation for ourselves and for our clients. So going okay. from 2D to 3D, um, and again, that, that has been accelerated, but, you know, we've been able to take clients on that journey very quickly as well because we're already on it ourselves. So yeah. transferring out of the, you know, the comfort of the office as, as, as we've helped clients to do that. So that, that's, it's really interesting how that has happened in that phase, really. And I guess moving on to your next phase, which was your respond phase, I mean, mm-hmm. what kind of tactics and what sort of changes did you have to do around that? Um, I mean, again... This, this is really about what, how do we help people return to service safely, really, um, yeah. and the plans around that. I mean, safely and, and, and continue with business as well. So, you know, this goes on many levels, and I'll just talk about a couple, you know, the very specific level about what's going to happen to our buildings and sites, so the mothballing aspect. And we've been doing a Absolutely. lot of advice around that. Um, there's a lot of things, you know, we don't realise that could happen to a building and helping to educate people about that is really important. Um, and then there's a, we, we've got a, a very large, uh, very large, not very large, but we, we, we work a lot in the workplace sector. So okay. from, from the delivery of offices to the change management of the interior of offices as well. So, you know, we, we've been able to work with clients to understand the implications around that. And, and that's an ongoing conversation. Um, you know, BCO are looking at that and lots of people are looking at that in terms of what is the impact in terms of how we return short term and, and long term as well. So, um, see, so there's a lot of work going on there. But each time, and I keep saying clients, but each time we're doing this by asking our clients what's going on um, and how we need to work with them to do it. It's very collaborative um, Process. Is that you asking directly as a marketing team, or is it more from the people on the ground? It's it's people on the ground. Or it's a combination. Yeah, and it, yeah, and it would be a combination. It is people on the ground. Um, so uh, and, and us as well. We've got that ability to do that. We run a client listening program anyway, um, and we're extending that across other initiatives that we're doing as well. So so yeah, it, it's a it's a mixture of the both, to be honest. And you know, with that, we have to be quite quick and responsive. But you know, we. We are a large company and we're very diverse in the offer that we do. So we've we found out in this period of time, um, you know, as much as this pandemic has been the result of our globalization to one extent, that globalization yeah. has, has come to our um, our rescue as a company because we're able to reach across and go, we've got that service out there. We can pull that in and help our client um, over in London from New York to, to, to look at an issue, you know, so we can we can stretch leverage out that. and leverage it exactly yeah so that, that's been quite for us as a company guess, quite mind kind of opening really. and I guess you can look at the countries that are ahead in terms of you know the pipe you know what's been happening in terms of COVID yeah and look what's happening there as well for learning and use that across the rest of the organization as well yeah I'm guessing exactly. yeah 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 yeah, so yeah that is very powerful actually yeah, that's it's quite a place to be in it is <laughs> Okay. Um, and in terms of, I guess, the final phase, you're kind of starting to transition to in terms of recovery as people are reopening and the future. Um, what kind of things are you kind of considering in, on, on that aspect? Um, well, it's interesting, really, because, I mean, from a marketing point of view, we have always, um, for the past two years, actually, we've, we've um, issued a report called the Future of Infrastructure. 
Um, yes. And you know, the first year was was talking to our clients, and it, it was um, independent research into where they saw the future of infrastructure. The second year was talking to citizens across ten cities, um, so that um, that threw up some research as well. And each time, these are thought leadership led reports. So each time we responded by looking at the key issues that came out and, and delivering thought leadership around that, either as ourselves or working with our clients on that. So really trying to understand where is the future of our, our cities and urban environments going. Um, okay. We were issuing that report again this year, and um, it was literally around the time that we went into lockdown. So very fast, and um, I wasn't, I, I didn't lead this, so but this is very much... Um, <laughs> It's very much an integrated approach across the whole of ACOM to deliver this report because it's, it's a massive very, report, it's, isn't it? I've seen it's very wide ranging. But yeah. um, but being part of it, I've seen that that what's happened is that in the very short period of time, we've we've had to turn the lens on that one um, and look at everything that we've prepared around it through through the, the COVID eyes, really. Yeah. Um, um, and as a result, you know, we've we've brought forward a few things. We've we've been able to highlight key things. I mean, we've already seen, and this is widely talked about, and I'm sure you'll have this with many people you talk to on this excellent podcast, IO, is, is that, you know, our lens has changed because we've seen changes that um, we probably didn't expect to happen as so fast as they did. We're talking about air quality. We're talking about localism. Yeah. You know, we're talking about all those things that, that we've seen very much present and very much written about as well. Um, and, and we've we brought that into the report and started to, um, to to kind of reposition that a bit more. And 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 we've had good response from internally from our people and also from our clients already. We only issued this about three weeks ago, um, and we've had really good um, responses. So um, so yeah, that that's that's kind of what we've done on on the marketing side, I would say. Um, but it's I think we're still though seeing there's going to be changes. And, and that, to us, that report isn't a, a kind of a moment in time. It's, yep. it's, it's, a, it's a moving piece that will... I like that element, though, don't agile. you? Because I, yeah. I think that's the thing, isn't it? We're moving much more into an agile kind of digital world. So actually having pieces of communications that aren't just a static brochure, yeah. you know, are actually digital and you can add to it. It grows exactly. as things develop. And that's, yeah. that's a much, I guess it's a much more edgy, much more relevant piece of communication which is I think it's you know that clients enjoy reading it and everyone enjoys reading it yeah so and, no. and you know and as you say we we're marketers and, and we're here to help tell the great stories that that our professions are doing um we're, yes. we're here to interpret that um and that's that's the power of doing thought leadership for us because you can tell those stories in different ways across that platform um, yeah. using different channels you know so you're you're, you're reaching different touch points because everyone's got a different worldview so you know we, we're trying as hard as we can to to make sure we touch on those with each of our clients okay so yeah talking of channels um have you introduced any new ones um have we introduced new ones i mean i think we all have haven't we <laughs> How's your mix change then? <laughs> you know what? Right at the beginning, um, we're, we 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 proud ourselves. We do um, talking about limits is is our event program, uh, which okay. is really again how we take uh, without limits is is our thought leadership uh, program, and, and we do take take that to the road on a road show and call that talking without limits. 
Um, yeah. You know, that road now is is literally from from your bedroom to your kitchen to your, <laughs> to your desk. So, it's so very we've done glamorous. that. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've actually done that as well. So, in the first, I think in the first two weeks, we we did our first teams live. Um, we had a hundred people sign up, you know, which would have been an event, which probably would have had about 60 people at. So it's been incredible in terms of, wow, Numbers. this, this really does work actually. Yeah. Um, and so, so, you know, that's, that's amazing. We've upped the game in terms of our podcasts as well, pretty much as you're doing as well. So we find that as a good medium because people are really starting to engage more in that way. And to be honest, for me um you know there is a lot of communication at the moment i'm you know we've, we're very much overwhelmed by that so we people are, are yes. looking at different ways to receive that and i think often the, the the way that we receive information through our headphones whilst looking out at the beautiful blue sky because there's no planes in it is a really yeah. good way you know it's not looking at a screen which we're having to do all day so watching the news and consuming information like that is sometimes can be quite tiring so it's great in terms of the different ways that uh, platforms that we'll be able to move in- into but the other thing as well is, is is our social media so I think as you know I think social media is 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 massive in the world out there but for our industry we haven't used it enough I don't think no and, we um, haven't I completely agree yeah and, and there is so much is so much power in it to not you know, to use that word in terms of yeah it's and 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 a lot of our teams and the people I've been talking to in our business have reached back to us and said, we really want to do this because they've seen the need to do it because it's the way that they can communicate with their clients and they've seen their, their clients doing it as well. So that's been, I mean, it's been um, a long time coming and I'm really pleased it's happened. <laughs> um, it's a shame it's happened because of a pandemic, but it's, it's yeah. you know, our teams are really starting to engage well on it. And, you know, we've started that's brilliant. programs and things like that to, to help people um, almost a ga- internal gamification who, who can you know who can do the best job but um but really Are they enjoying it yeah definitely definitely enjoying it I mean no you know to be honest everyone enjoys um getting a response back from something they've written or you know having, yeah. it's, it's a bit like getting a call back you've done a you, you've put a call out and someone's called back oh, oh thanks oh yeah thanks for calling back you know <laughs> you know I did so it's um yeah I think you know that they're really starting to in, engage with that and but for us it's about giving them the tools to do that not only you know press the button here share here but the, giving them the language and the thought leadership yeah. um that they can use I mean it's not it's our thought leadership but it's interpreting what they do into really good stories that they can then they can then share and also then putting their own spin on it. I'm, I'm not a big yeah. fan of just sharing and not not adding some kind of value or comment to it. I do think you do need to turn around and give your opinion and your take because I think that, that just adds your own individual kind of line to it as well. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I mean, how do you give people the confidence to do that? I think that's that's a really you build that, though? philosophical thing, really, I suppose. Yeah. How do you build that? Yeah. I think, you, I, I think you build that over time and confidence once you start to see it happening. But I mean, to be honest, it could be a sentence of you know, I inputted into this or yeah. this resonated with me. It could literally just be that. It doesn't need to be Shakespeare. <laughs> well, I don't Not know. That I've, <laughs> Not that I've ever written Shakespeare on LinkedIn, <laughs> but maybe I'll try next week. Um, <laughs> um, and in terms of kind of lockdown, do you think there's some of the things and the learnings that are coming out of it that you'll keep on doing as a team? Yes. I'm trying to think what that would be. 
because it's it's happened so fast um, yeah. that, it, that it all seems quite natural now. That it feels like, well, didn't we do this before? Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're comfortable. I'm actually comfortable in lockdown, which is like you know this kind of transitional feel. I'm like, actually, I feel okay now. Yeah, I think I think what we find, I think what I think everyone is finding, and maybe particularly so in this industry, because we we live off, um, well, not live off, but we we thrive on meeting people. The things that we do in our business in the built environment is creating great places for people. So that's about mm. understanding how those people work and really, you know, really responding to that and, and going and talking to them about it. So yeah. I think as we come out, as we've got great tools that helped us exist when we're all in lockdown. But when we're not all, how do we make that work um, yes. for everyone is, is really what I'm I'm interested in seeing will work you know I'm sure everyone's looking at in terms of their real estate how are we we've we've all enjoyed we've all seen the pain we've all made it work working remotely and and being constantly on teams or zoom or whatever platform you are but when it gets to that point where someone says well I'm going to go meet him in a coffee shop and then oh okay I I was working from home today I can't do that so how, how do you make that work I think is, is it's that hybrid model going forward yeah, like, that's is. kind of what I have in my head it's like I guess you need to work you need to know how you're going to communicate with people who are in the office and give and, and actually give that same experience to those who are, who are at home as well yeah yeah so I think we've got quite a lot to work through personally um and I guess I, I'm going to go even further back now so looking back uh when we had I guess our last kind of major recession in the industry, which was mm-hmm. around, say, 2008, 2009, when Lehman Brothers went. Um, what was your kind of experience there? I think you were at Clark Bond. I was, yeah. I mean, it's funny. I've been in the industry a long time, Maya, and it's, I've, so I've, probably I. Seen two. I've probably seen two. Um, <laughs> I left, you know, I joined the job market in, in a recession just at the end of one. And, and, and weirdly, that's, that's actually when I went into marketing and that's what was kicked up like yeah because I mean I didn't start off in it at all I mean I'm a I'm not a historian I I love the 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 kind of imagery um so but I was I, I yeah I moved into um I went to work for BDP on that side but it was whilst ah. I was there that I got very much engaged in the marketing and thought you know what I I really like this I love writing. I like, you know, I like the influence that you can have. I, I love imagery. The, the two come together and here it is. So it's, it's, um, it's, I, I really, and, and that's, that's what, and I joined, I was in this industry as well because I saw that it was one that I, it made a difference to people and I could help those people who are making a difference to people make a difference. So, you know, I was like, oh my God, I could really be an adult. I, I, yeah, it's just amazing. So that, that was funny how that, you know, in a recession, I saw marketing as being a great opportunity and I, I fell in love with it. And then in 2008, I, I was actually at Clark Bourne and then I, I moved as well. I okay. moved from one to another. So um, I was at Clark Bond and I was working there in terms of helping them rebrand. So in a way, I, it was great timing for them because they rebranded and were better, more differentiated position to help them get through the recession. They knew who they were and what they yeah. needed to say and what they were going for, exactly. which is huge. Which is, yeah. you know, which is what you need. You know, it's not just a logo. It's what do you personify in terms of what your brand is. And yeah. But I moved to um, a large American firm, KPF, so an architectural firm. Yeah. Um, and what, what we, we found ourselves working on there, I mean, they did deliver, you know, very tall buildings across the world. Um, 
um, and the excellent, excellent architects. But the recession, obviously, where's the investment going to come? How many more of those buildings are going to be built? So we looked quite a, a, a big campaign around repositioning and refurbishment. And that's, yeah. again, what we're looking at now. So, you know, these things have cycles. <laughs> they do have cycles, but they have different lenses each time. And the lens this yeah. time is about repositioning and refurbishment or rebuild or what? what is it, you know, in terms of our estates, in terms of our buildings, in terms of our high streets. Um, yeah. But this time it's, it's a different lens. It's, it's making sure they're, they're safe, they're healthy. And I think probably more so as we start to deal with the pandemic is, is the net zero sustainability. Um, which Absolutely. Is much more. And in 2008, you know, that aspect was dropped because it was seen as too expensive. This time it won't be. It, one, it's law in the UK. It's, there's a legality around it. But two, we've all seen the benefits and we all think we cannot return. So it's, it's no. you know, and our clients are saying that, not just... And there's a movement, there's a groundswell, isn't yeah. there, which you can definitely feel. And I it gives me goosebumps to talk about it, actually. just gave me goosebumps there because, it you know, you're saying groundswell, it does feel like that. And, and it does, yeah. We've, we've all got to, we've got a, all got a part to play in that. So it, that's, that's something that we're definitely focusing on. Ah. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. And... In terms of, I guess, we're looking back at two recessions that you've been through, because not just that one. Um, what do you, were there any kind of key takeaways or key things that you'd learned then that you kind of apply to what you're doing now? Um, I think, and this has always been the case though, it's, it's really about being agile yeah. in planning. Um, I mean, some of that is coincidental, you know, as in, let me give an example. We, you know, our focus, my, I'm looking at commercial buildings, has yes. been has been around um, the housing crisis. So, what what does a residential sector look like? Has been around our streets. Um, how do they thrive if if retail is on a downturn? If um, if air pollution is high, you know, all these kind of things. So, um, and. We haven't had to change those, but we've had to be an agile in how we respond and talk about them. Absolutely. So I think that the learning from this is 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 being able to respond and and us as professions, marketeers, working within companies, is being able to find those people who can help you do that. Um, who those those people who can help you pivot and help deliver yeah. something that that talks to those quite quickly. Um, so I think that that's what is agile and and knowing and having your fingers out to people who can help you turn that round and help them talk about it as well. So I think that's probably the key thing all the time is just to be agile and not be adamant and go, well, no, we said we were going to do that. Um, we're going to do that. Stick to that plan from January. That, you know. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think I think that's that's probably one thing. And then and overriding always overriding is you just have to always get to grips with and understand what the client need is um yeah so you know constantly listening to the client constantly engaging with the client um and empowering our people to do that really empowering them to to, to pick up the phone and, and do that quite quickly it, that that is invaluable yeah. we can't just walk around thinking we know what we're doing and just deliver something it has to be on the basis of we know that they they want to hear this. Were well. people, did people feel confident to pick up the phone or was it one of those where you had to kind of chisel people along? Um, no, I think people are. 
there's always a chisel, isn't there? There's always a, a need to do that. <laughs> you have to do that to yourself, don't you? So you know, I do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's not an easy one. Um, but you always think, what am I going to say? <laughs> but I think you know it's really interesting in any crisis. But this crisis is quite different in that everyone is in the same boat. Yeah. So it's almost it's almost an easier game to pick up the phone um, because we are all trying to deal with exactly the same issues um, that are personal, very personal, as well as economic. Um, so I think, you know, let's, let's use that personal side of it to, to, to really start to engage, I think. I've got my final two questions for you. So... At the moment, during lockdown, is there has there been any kind of standout marketing campaign when you've gone, I love that, it's the best thing well, you've seen? Yeah, there's probably, is there one? let me think if there's one. I don't, mm, I think a standout marketing campaign is, is a difficult one. I would probably say more in terms of who's been communicating the most effectively, maybe. Um, yeah, you know, cause I that think sounds good to me. We've been overwhelmed, I've already mentioned that earlier on you know we're very overwhelmed with what's going on and, and all the information that's been thrown at us or, or we're consuming so to market yeah. in that is is a difficult one um but to communicate effectively in it is good and, and and it is very subjective and we'll go back to the marketeers telling stories and and as, as seth yeah. Godin says we we all should be telling stories but we all should be doing that very much in a way that responds to what people want so has to be responding to certain people's worldview. So, you know, what I'm about to tell you is what I'm probably about to say is, is very, um, very much what's worked for me and successful for me. And we'll probably tell you more about me than it would about that company. Um, so, you know, I think for me in, in our industry, it's 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 um, Squire and Partners actually, Architect Squire and Partners, and mostly because they okay. have values that are very clear and are very relevant now. And, and they've done a very good job in communicating that consistently from before and now in terms of the locality. You know, they've, they've moved to Brixton. They've, they've re-brought um, back to life a department store. Um, they support the Stephen Lawrence Trust. You know, all of these things that, that really are fantastic values yeah. that they lived before and they continue to live now. And to me, that that is something I think they should be proud of and is a very good model of how you should live your brand and how it you should make sure it's always relevant to the people that you're talking to. And, and that's me for, for, for them. You know, they, that's been very successful. That's awesome. Um, I, have, I haven't, I will look more into them because I haven't really checked them out of late, I have to admit. Yeah, they're into, you know, there's localism, you know, social inequity. They, they look at all of that. Um, you know, at the end of the day, they're an architectural practice, but that's their values. You know, they they what they design needs to respond to those things that makes a difference to people's lives, and that, I think they they do it brilliantly. Um, I, you know, they, they made they made I know many people do, but they've made scrubs for the NHS, and now they've actually got a they're supporting an exhibition in um, the department store in in Brixton, which is a lot oh, okay. creative. So it's everyone who's been creative in lockdown. It's, it's great, you know. So it's it's um, it's great. I really, really like it. And then I, I would be very remiss of me to not to mention ACOM. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I do love what you're doing and I love your branding and I love the stuff you're putting out. So you yeah. would actually be in my list. So Yeah, I think it's strong. And I, you know, I, it, it's, it's, I urge people to have a look at it just in terms of it's, 
how we as an industry need to come together and collaborate better in terms of what yeah. we tell um, that we're able to do for people in their lives. Um, you know, yeah. we're all here to, to build really great environments um, um, as our industry. So, uh, so I'm really proud of the work that we do at ACOM in, in terms of delivering that messaging in a, in a strong well-received good story way we love stories and what would your one tip be to business leaders in terms of how they should market themselves going forward during this crisis oh my god just one just one just one i'm gonna be annoying to io because it's really difficult to do one isn't it okay go on then okay no okay no i'll say one i'll say one but it's a collective one okay the one is Remember that you've got multiple facets and multiple tools at your disposable dispose at your disposal. disposal. Yeah, that, that that you can use effectively at any point. So it's not about you know the CEO talking and and uh, projecting what he thinks. You've got a whole army of marketeers out there, and I'm not talking about you and the IO. I'm talking about all those people on the ground that they are your constant face of the business so you know always use that your that army really to to help communicate and that means you know you've got to be quick to um talk to them um and let them understand what you're doing as a business quick to give them the tools whether that be using social media or or quick to to give them um you know events like we've run the online events as i said quick to give them things that they can use they can use to continue having those conversations so yeah you know and at the end of the day you've got to make sure that you've got a brand that you can fall back on to do all this, a brand that really does fulfill the promise, really, you know, surviving that is, is, is surviving any recession, any crisis, anything you've got to have really good value. So in a way that's, that's, that's your tip it's an (laughs) awesome tip thank you so much Liz and for being such a brilliant 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 guest um yeah and I'll speak again to you soon thank you bye bye thanks so much for listening to marketing in times of crisis I really do appreciate you taking time out of your day to tune in Check out the show notes for useful links, including my website, where you can find out more about everything featured today and how to get in touch. We're a new podcast, so if you like what you've heard, please do subscribe so that you never miss an episode and more people get to hear about us. 